everybody and welcome to this week's edition of The Organist on Cause with me Damon Cox at the microphone and time for another one of our spotlight shows. These seem to go down really well with you all so I hope that you won't mind another delve. And uh, before we go any further I'd like to thank uh, straight away uh, Peter Copper who was the person who sent me most of the tracks for tonight's show and he also sent me pretty much the script I needed to read out so I've had a really easy week. <laughs> I like this. Anybody else want to do the same? Um, anyway, uh, we'll be featuring the organ that was once installed in the Avro Studios in Hilversum, Holland. Now when Peter sent me through all of the tracks I was surprised by the absence of one Pierre Paller who was perhaps the most associated organist in Holland with this wonderful instrument. So I said, "Come on, Peter, we can't we can't have we can't have a show about the Avro organ without a track of Pierre Paller." So he duly sent one. And it's a new one on me, but it's the type of music that Pierre Palla really excelled at. It's called In the Mill, written by Ernest Chillet. Paller's flying fingers there with that uh, dainty piece of light music 
a new one on me, as I said, um, but uh, absolutely spectacular. and shows how brilliant Pierre Paolo really was and uh, very much underrated over here. You never hear anybody in the UK really talk about Pierre Paolo, but there he is certainly proving his worth. Anyway, time now for a little bit of history. The construction of the Avro organ was commissioned to Standart, then the largest builder in the Netherlands. The order consisted of two organs for the newly built radio studios, a theatre organ and a church organ that could also be played together from the large theatre console. It had about 5,000 pipes and was the largest theatre organ in Europe. The church console also had its own free manual console, but imagine a church organist sitting at a theatre organ console. Now that would have been unthinkable for conservative church organists at the time. During the construction at the Standart factory, the company went bankrupt and Compton was commissioned to take over the work. Compton used his own technique and using most of the pipework that was carefully assembled by Standart. In fact, only 2% of the pipework is Compton, but most of the traps, percussions are Compton. Uh, They removed the Standart nameplate from the console and uh, replaced it with their own Compton one. Unfortunately, during wartime, uh, maintenance by Compton ceased, and in 1942, many changes were made. One rank was added, the jazz trumpet, taking the organ to 19 ranks. The Compton wind boxes, or channels, or coffins, were too narrow and were replaced. Uh, much work was done on the relay action, as it was a little bit too slow for Pierre Paller's fast finger technique. The church organ at that time was separated from the theatre console because the combination of the two was not a very happy one. I can, can't imagine why, and uh, gave very much technical problems. And uh, much of this work at this time was done by organ builder Strunk, who of course uh, were responsible for uh, the work done at the Tashinsky. Now, uh, we can't do better than to listen to some of the exquisite ranks on this uh, wonderful and unique instrument So we take you back now to 1972 and an old friend and I was delighted to hear his voice once again uh, for a track that I'd never heard before. But here is that maestro Len Rawl demonstrating the ranks on the organ. Hello there, this is uh, Len Rawl on July the 8th, 1972 and just set up the wonderful Compton organ installed here at uh, the 8th. Avro Studios, recently re-equipped, looking very nice, and it's a pleasure to be at the organ. Well, now, as we did with the Moller, we're going to just quickly run through the ranks. And the first thing that uh, I'd like to put on record is the fact that the organ is the quietest organ that I've ever come across, as far as background noise is concerned. The pipes are all installed in beautiful chambers. It looks as good as the day it was put in, and the back walls of the chamber are in fact. Uh, in fact, double glazed, double glazed glass. So you can go around the back and see the pipework, which looks as good as new, and uh, you can't hear the organ. It includes, I notice, a very fine brass rank with full-length resonators, which again I've never seen um, on an organ, uh, on a Compton organ before. And here we go with the little Borden at eight foot pitch on the manual, as unusual as it might seem. Mm-hmm. 
then there's the ordinary flute. A nice gamba. And it's Celeste. And the four foot octave. Now the two rank strings. Uh, sorry, one rank string, this one. A vile orchestra. And it's Celeste. all the strings together now we come to the two diapasons there's uh, an ordinary straightforward open diapason And the whole Darpason chorus together. Then the tibia, which I suspect isn't a Compton tibia, we're not quite sure whose it might be. Here is the tibia. Tibia, our dear old friend the Vox Humana, on its own. With the tibia. Now on to the orchestral reeds. There's a nice clarinet.
and a funny sounding Kinura. With the tremolants on. Sub and super. Now we move on to the big reeds. Uh, none of them specially large, the organ being designed specifically for broadcasting, clearly. Um, we have an English horn, so-called. Nothing like a Wurlitzer horn, but uh, rather like an English orchestral horn. Then we have a tuba horn. trumpet, and I suspect this is the brass one. That would sound good as a chorus read, I'm sure. Nice chorus sound, that. And the tuba mirabilis. With the tremolant, we'll try it with the tremolant. Let me move on to a jazz trumpet. Orchestral oboe. Now that's the total complement of uh, stops on the organ. It has an Ophiclide 16, trumpet 16, diaphone 16, violin 16, and Borden 16. And there we are. And there we are indeed, uh, certainly a section for the die-hard theatre organ enthusiasts out there, but what a wonderful set of pipework. Now, over the years, many British organists have come to broadcast and record on the Avro organ, and here's just three tracks. Firstly, Ernest Broadbent with his signature tune, For You, followed by a selection from Oklahoma. After that, we have Nigel Ogden with Ponciana recording for The Organist Entertains. And finally, to end this trio, George Blackmore with a dull medley.
A medley of dolls played by George Blackmore and before that we had Nigel Ogden and Ernest Broadbent. Now, in the late 1990s, Avro sold the studios. The organ was removed in 2002 and spent years in storage. At this time, it was worked out that the organ was contaminated by the dreaded asbestos. But fortunately, a foundation was established that had the organ restored, and in 2019, it was put back into use at the MCO in Hilversum. The organ was renamed the Pierre Palla Concert Organ, after the man, obviously, who played it so regularly. The instrument now has 20 ranks by the way of an added brass saxophone and sounds better than ever thanks to the great work of the organ builders and restorers and, of course, the great acoustics of the studios. Let's have a track of the instrument in its new and current home with Dutch organist Patrick Hopper reviving Sidney Torch's arrangement of Hot Dog.
Patrick Hopper, a fine Dutch organist indeed, who, uh, much like Pierre Paller, can turn his hand to much music. Um, not just uh, your traditional theatre organ music, but uh, the light classics as well, uh, with that uh, arrangement of Hot Dog. And that about brings uh, to a close this week's show, spotlighting one of my favourite instruments, although one that I'm yet to hear. Um, but in this year coming, in addition to the Dutch organist playing, Donald McKenzie will be accompanying special silent films in uh, March on the 15th. Richard Hills is expected in June. Uh, so perhaps anybody in this country wanting a nice little trip to the Netherlands can do so. I very much recommend that, actually, because I secretly love the Netherlands. In fact, I think I possibly prefer the Netherlands to the UK. And at that point, all of my listeners now turn off and never tune in again. Anyway, uh, from me, Damon Cox, signing off saying I will see you next week because, of course, we're in this funny five-week scenario again. Um, so I shall see you all in a week's time with a selection of random tracks. That's not to say that the music's random, they're just uh, a random assortment. So bye for now. Bye.